call this, <laughs> Pastor Shirley don't even know, it's called Ignite Your Fireplace. Baby, come and light my fire. Ignite your fireplace. We're going to start in Hebrews. <laughs> you caught that. We're going to start in Hebrews 11, passion. Woo! Hebrews, Hebrews 11, 1. And in the passion translation, it says, now faith. If faith isn't now, then it's not now. When is faith? Now. We're just having to talk back at the paid station, and people are saying, you know, in God's time. Well, if faith is now, then God's time is now. But, but because if our faith is lacking, we're going to throw it out there well in God's time. Amen. I had the main men in me yesterday. You missed an opportunity. Come on, we always, because if our faith is weak and we're not into, well, it's all in God's time. Why? He said faith is now. If we already have it, what are we waiting on? Praise the Lord. It says, now faith brings our hopes into reality, becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. What do you long for today? What do you want? Could you imagine Jesus sat down beside you and said, you know what? What do you want? Just name it. Nothing's too big. Maybe too small. We would expand our thinking, for it is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Verse 2, this testimony of faith is what, is, uh, what previous generations were commended for. Verse 3, faith empowers us. See, faith is going to empower you. If you've got now faith, you've got power now. Yeah. Amen. Not in God's timing. Because then you're going to be putting that off to the, to, the, to the future and you never do anything. But he wants you to do stuff now. Faith empowers us to see. I like that. Faith will power you, empower you to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. God's words coming out of your mouth are just the same as coming out of his mouth. Amen. He spoke in the, in the, I like this part. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to all that is seen. Say it again. He spoke and we speak and the invisible realm gives birth to all that is seen. Let's go to Genesis chapter one. Uh, King James, please. Verse three, just the first three words. And God said, right? Verse six, first three words, say it with me. And God said, right? Verse 11, first three words. Okay, outside voice, please. Thank you. Verse 14. Come on. Verse 20. Verse 24. Verse 26. And verse 31. Excuse me. Y'all read. God saw what he said. We will see, if y'all can read, we will see what we continually say. That's the point behind that. Now let's back up to verse 26. It says, God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion. Well, God didn't stutter. He said, you're to have dominion. Uh-huh. Over the fish, over the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, all the earth, and every creep. That creeps. There's a lot of creeps out there. Yeah. Don't let creeps have dominion over you. Uh-uh-uh-uh. He said, 
<laughs> uh, verse 28, God blessed them. God blessed them. That was a perpetual blessing for everything that you do, everywhere you go, everything that you put your hand to is blessed. Why? Because you're created in God's image. You're created in God's likeness. You're like God's on this earth. That's why you got to be careful what you say, because you're going to see what you continually say. So some of our harvest is from what we said. Praise the Lord. But we change it by our confession. This is why we, we, you know, really, it's we come to church for a confession change. Amen. To help us get our confessions right. Because, you know, sometimes during the week, things happen. People cut you off. People are just, there's idiots out there, you know. Right? I remember I said, one time we were, um, when, when we had our convention, grand opening, and I had to go to the, um, to the airport. Jesse DePlanis was here that day. And I had to go to the airport to pick up Mark Hankins. And Jesse's my favorite, but I went and I missed Jesse's speaking, but I went, I had a one-on-one -on -one with Mark Hankins all the way from the airport to the church. Then the next day we're, we're, we're at the uh, Ramada to pick Jesse up to take him out to the airport. And I had about 15 minutes alone, him and I just going back and forth. And I mentioned to him something about, I said, yeah, man, you know, people keep making things idiot-proof. He says, yeah, but you know what the problem is? I said, what's that? He said, they keep making more idiots. <laughs> I thought, man, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so cool. God, see, God honors faithfulness. Now, I could have screamed and rolled on the ground and just said, why do I have to go pick him up? But I got a double. I got a double. Man, Hebrews 11, verse 6 in the Passion Translation, it says, without faith living within us. So faith needs to be now, but it needs to be living alive in you, right? Because without it living in us, it would be impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing. There, when you come to God, there needs to be a knowing. You need to know. You're not going to God to hope. You are going to God to know because there are, there are things that you need and he knows what you have need of and he wants to bless you in that area, but you've got to say something. Amen. You need to come to God in faith knowing that, he, number one, he's real. He's not some pie in the sky or some genie you got to rub three times. No, 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 no. He's real, and he rewards the faith of those who passionately seek him. So there needs to be some passion behind your seeking. Just don't go and just, oh, go and <laughs> if you got time for me. <laughs> no. Passion. Lord, I know you got time for me. I'm making time for you. We're tight. Yeah. We're tight. So some of the people last night, I said, you have an opportunity. You can get tight with Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Y'all can hang out together, have some fun. And so, so some of the people said, well, I want to meet your Jesus. Yeah. He's fun. I said, Yes. <laughs> this is a room full of half of the room was full of heathens. It was great. I loved it. Yeah. I got a chance to preach to a whole pile of people from the gym that I that they see all the time. And and like I, I see them all the time, but they've never heard me. And we're just like <laughs> they're grinning. And they're just, oh yeah, so I can't wait till Tuesday. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. So passion, to be passionate, it's a feeling of intense enthusiasm. 
being intensely enthused, we get like that. You know, there's a sweet smelling savor when you worship the Lord. But if you take a deep breath in right now, there's some sweet smelling savors that are happening right now. There's chili in the air. (laughs) Woo! I can smell it. It's a good thing. So it's a feeling of intense enthusiasm towards or compelling desire for someone or something, a compelling desire. And in verse uh, 122, uh, Psalms 122, verse 1, King James, it says, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said, come on, let's go to church today. What are you up to Sunday morning? Let's go to church. Why? Because I'm excited because God's going to do something here. Come on, God's going to do something in me. God's going to do something in you. I guarantee you, you're not going to leave the way that you came. You will be fulfilled spiritually, physically. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalms 42, verse 1. Please, King James. We used to sing that song, and and, uh, there's a lot of songs that we used to sing back in the day. As the deer... Come on, you know the song, as a deer. See? What happens when you sing that, though? You, it becomes part of you. And, and all of a sudden, you, yeah, as a deer. Man, I like I'm, I'm panting after you, Jesus. As a heart pants after the water brook, so my, my soul, my mind, and my will, and my emotions uh, uh, after you. Oh, God. <laughs> Verse 2, my soul. Thirst for God, the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? When are these doors going to be open? If they're not going to be open, I'm going to break them down. I remember back in the day when we were doing Charles Capps video Bible school in the church. We were just getting started and we were doing a chat um, course by course, but we were so hungry that we started buying extra courses because we were only doing a course a week. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's hunger right? That's thirst. When shall I come and appear before God? Verse three, my tears have been meet day and night while they continually say unto me, where's your God? People come, well, where's your God? You said he's going to meet all your needs. Well, I don't see any proof. Hang around. You're going to see it. Verse four, when I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me for I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy. Joy and praise, praise and joy, joy and praise. They're they're synonymous. You can't be praising and not be joyful. You can't be joyful and not be praising. Doesn't work with a multitude that kept the holy day. In the New Living, it says, when can I go and stand before him? Come on, we want an audience with the king. Right? The Living Bible says this in verse 4. Take courage, my soul. Do you remember those times, but how could you ever forget them? When you led a great procession to the temple on festival days, singing with joy, praising the Lord. Do you remember? Do you remember when you used to come to church and there would be so much, so we just couldn't, couldn't say nothing, couldn't move. It was like you were arrested and it was just so, mm, singing with joy, praising the Lord. Why then be downcast? Pick up your bottom lip. What's the matter with you? Right? 
Don't be miserably saved. Huh. Amen. It says, why be downcast? Why be discouraged? Why are you sad? What's the matter with you? Why are you sad? Huh. Hope in God. Earnest expectation of what God said he's going to do. He's going to do for you. That's hope. Tapping your foot, neck raised up, bouncing, saying, okay, it's going to happen. And I'm ready. And it says, I shall yet praise him again. He just, he just didn't say, I'm going to praise him one time. No, no, no. I'm going to praise him again and again and again and again. Why? Because I'm going to praise myself happy. Hallelujah. Yes, I shall again praise him for his help. Let's go to Psalm 63. I'm getting happy. Are you getting happy? Psalm 63, please. Verse 1, King James. This is, a, this is a, one of my favorites. It says in verse 1, Oh God, you are my God, and early will I seek you. Early. My soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions, they thirst for you. <laughs> my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. Why? Because I want to see your power. I want to see your glory as I've seen you in this sanctuary, as we have seen you here in this sanctuary. Come on now. Because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul, verse 5, shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. If your lips are not joyful, I, I come on now. I, I think you should do verse 4. And, and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Do it till you get it. Come on now. I'll tell you what. I'll bless you while I live. I'll lift up my hands in your name. You start doing that over and over and over and over. You won't be able to help yourself. You won't be able to help yourself. I guarantee it. Matthew chapter 3, please. Verse 11. Ignite your fire place, please. We're going to be fired up by the time we're done. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. Are you there? <laughs> King James. We are King James. And it says, uh, Jesus speaking, he says, I, in, I indeed bapt... <laughs> wasn't Jesus. It was John. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Brother James. He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I am, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, igniting your fireplace. This is where we're going with this in the message. In verse 11, it says, I am baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. There's going to be a switch when you go down under, right? And when you come up, expect to be changed. I remember we were, we were, <laughs> we were baptizing people down at the, at the Gasparo River, Pastor and I, and there's this woman. This lady wanted to get baptized. We didn't even know who she was. She was out of the crowd. She wanted to get baptized. So I'm on one side and the, on the other. Have you been to the Gasparo River? It's very rapid. It's really, really wappity. And, and so we, 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 we put her under and we lost her. So she's like, so we're, we're running down the river trying to catch We didn't catch her. But it was like, come on. We, 
Yeah. <laughs> we would see Jesus. She almost did. <laughs> but it's okay. She's, she had an experience of a lifetime. It was good for her. <laughs> uh, the real action comes next. The main character in this drama, compared to him, I'm a mere stagehand. But here's the part. He's going to ignite the kingdom of life within you. There's going to be a kingdom life ignited on the inside of you. What's in the kingdom? All, all that heaven has. It's ours. And he's lighting it up. So we're going to be walking around lit up. He says, oh, I, I, he's going to ignite the kingdom life within you, a fire within you. And if you didn't know, it's the Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out, not from the outside in. We don't clean our fish before we catch them. You can't. You let the Holy Ghost do that stuff. Amen. Yeah, you try to change it from the inside, from the outside in, that's manipulation. Sorry to say, yeah, but we're not going to do that. And the passion, the, best, the, the last part says, he will submerge you into a union with the spirit of holiness and with a raging fire. Not, come on, we've seen some raging fires out here out on Hammond's Plains Road. You saw what, that, what, a raging, what a raging fire can do, nothing can stop it. So if there's a fire that's raging on the inside of you, what's going to stop you? Who's going to stop you? Nothing can stop you. Come on. You get God's word. You stand on that. You run with that. Why? Because you're fired up. If that word doesn't burn on the inside of you, how, what are you going to do? Go back to Psalm 63 till it does. Get yourself fired up. Don't you? Come on now. So I had a question that I questioned myself. What's the fireplace? Well, a fireplace is a structure designed to contain a fire. Isn't that deep? I know, it's deep. But our fireplace is where the fire of God can be contained. And as living stones, we are that structure. This is what I'm saying, ignite your fireplace. Why? Because you are that structure. That is you. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5, New King James. First Peter 2, 5, New King James. I like this. It says... You also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house. Well, that's called a fireplace. Your house is your fireplace. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. New Living says, you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. Fireplace. Message, says, uh, present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary fireplace vibrant with life see it's not a it's not a a, a a fireplace in your house no no these living stones vibrant with life that is you you're alive you're well and well able to do this amen vibrant with life in which you will serve as holy priests offering christ approved lives up to god christ approved stamped mine he stamped you his. In the passion, it says, come to be his living stones. Come to be his living stones. I like that. Who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary fireplace for God. Continually being assembled, which means there's construction that's going on in the inside of us, making us better and better and better. We haven't arrived. 
If we arrived already, why did Jesus have to go to the cross? Why did he have to talk about grace? Why did he, why did he talk about mercy if we've already arrived? Ah, we need help. Glory to God. Yes, we do. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Please. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 3.16, it says, Know you not, don't you know that you're the temple of God? Don't you know who's on the inside of you? Don't you know who birthed you? Who's your, who's your daddy? God. Don't you know? Sometimes we got to stir ourselves up, stir up the flame. Don't you know that you are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you? His Holy Spirit dwells in you. If that person with a legion had all these devils, but we've got 100% God in us, those devils could be counted. God is innumerable. He can't be counted. He can't. Come on now. He's bigger than that. New Living, it says, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God? This is why we need to come to church. This is why we need to assemble together. Why? Because if you look at a fireplace, it's built together with living with re regular stones. While we're living stones, pieced together, what happens? God moves in a bigger way. He because he, he'll move within us for sure. You know, individual, but corporately. Oh, come on! You name it, and you can claim it. Amen. It says, all of you together are the temple of God and that the spirit of God lives in you. Passion. Don't you realize together that you become God's inner sanctuary, inner sanctuary, inside the veil. <laughs> and that the spirit of God makes his permanent home in you. Permanent. He don't leave. We try to leave him but he's still sticking around. He'll never, he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never leave you hanging. I'll never let you feel ashamed. We try it. But if you just turn and do Psalm 63, he prays that shame right off you. 100%. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19, King James, please. Hallelujah. God is good, and he cannot help himself. He's so good. Come on now. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, King James. What? Why do you have to, what? Sometimes you got to wet somebody because they start spouting off some doubt and unbelief. What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? What is he doing? Reminding you, reminding me. Come on, let's get it together here. Don't you know? Don't you know healing is yours? Don't you know prosperity is yours? Don't you know deliverance is yours? Don't you know that happiness can be yours today? Why? Because the, your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost is in you. You have, which you have from, of God, and you are not your own. Come on. For you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God where? In your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Passion. Verse 19. It says, have you forgotten? Sometimes we forget. When, when, the, you know, when the stuff hits the fan, sometimes we forget who, whose we are. 
when you're in the middle of a crisis, sometimes we forget whose we are. And this is where that what comes in. You got to remind yourself, hey, and in the passage, it says, have you forgotten that your body is now the sacred temple of the Holy Spirit of holiness who lives in you? You don't belong to yourself any longer. For the gift of God, the Holy Spirit lives inside your sanctuary. You are a walking sanctuary. Loaded. Loaded. Let's go to John 17, verse 20, please. John 17, 20. King James. John 17, 20. It says, Jesus, neither pray I for these alone, but for, uh, for them also which shall believe on me through their word. See, our words are very important. That they may, <laughs> through their word, verse 21, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I'm in you, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. So there needs to be a oneness within us knowing that, okay, you know what, our, 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 upside, our vertical situation is very cool, but we need to get, make sure that our horizontal is just as cool. Because, how, you know, <laughs> vertically it's very easy because you can't see them. Horizontally, we see you. And, then, <laughs> and there needs to be oneness. There really does. There needs to be oneness. Not union, but just one. Be agreeable. Be nice. Be sweet. Glory to God. <laughs> Verse 23. I am them, you and me, that they may be perfect, matured. This is how we get matured. Hanging out with one another. Growing with one another. Rubbing off on one another. Come on, we need to mature <laughs> in one that the world may know that you sent me and you have loved them as you have loved me. A lot of people can't receive that, that God loves you and me just as much as he loved Jesus. And he did not stutter. He said it. He said it. And it's in red. So, you know, you think about all this glory stuff and, and the glory that, you know, Jesus talked about the same glory that, that he had. He's given it to us. So what did the glory look like? Let's go to Ezekiel. We know this one. But sometimes it's just good to, it's good to read it. Um, actually, I'm going to take it out of the New Living Translation. So if you don't have that, just look at the screen. Ezekiel 127. Ezekiel 127. From what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like gleaming amber. Flickering like a fire. If you could see yourself, what? You fire it up. And from his waist down, he looked like a burning flame shining with splendor. All around him was a glowing halo like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. New, <laughs> we don't use this version a lot, but <laughs> NIV. It says, I saw... That from what appeared to be his waist up, and he looked like glowing metal. Remember those blacksmiths, and they and they they, they fire up those horseshoes, and those things are just like you can touch it if you will, try it. You can't even get near it. That thing is glowing. 
It said, from the waist up, he looked like glowing metal, as a full of fire. And from there down, he looked like fire. A brilliant light surrounded him, like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day. So was a radiance around him. And this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of God. We're made in his likeness and in his image. We've got that on the inside of us right now. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and you got filled with the Holy Ghost, bam! You qualify. You're already, come on, sometimes you just got to light your fire. Rekindle it. Stir it up. Let's go to Psalms 104, please, King James. Psalms 104. I like this one. <clears throat> Verse 1. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul. If you start your day out like that, you can't have a bad day. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with honor and majesty. Who covers yourself as with light, as with a garment, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, who lays the beams of his chambers in the water, who makes the clouds his chariot, who walks upon the wings of the wind, who makes his angel spirits, his ministers, come on, a flaming fire. You are his minister. You are the ones that are flaming fire. Uh-huh. Oh my, did I bore you? Really? Seriously? <laughs> Second Timothy 1.6. <laughs> King James. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> And the crowd went mild. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> Second, Second Timothy 1, verse 6, please. It says, Wherefore I put you into remembrance that you stir up, you, you stir up the gift of God, which is in you by the laying on of, putting on of my hands, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. Sometimes it's fear that's stopping us, right? So you stir, you stir yourself up. Fear has to go. Fear can't hang around. There's no way. God has not given us a spirit of fear, so it didn't come from God, so it's got to go. But a power, he gave us a spirit of power. He gave us a spirit of love and a spirit of a sound mind. Your mind's all right. Yeah. And it's sound. Yeah. Amen. Ha. In the New Living, it says, this is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift. Of God, which is <laughs> the spiritual gift of God uh, that he g uh, gave you when I laid my hands upon you. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, timidity, timidity uh, but a power, love, and self-discipline. We get our disciplines from him. We get absolutely everything from him. And the message, uh, verse Timothy 1, verse, just, uh, verse 6, it says, uh, just a part. The special gift of ministry you received when I laid hands on you and prayed, keep that ablaze, right? Remind yourself, hey, you know what? I'm anointed for such a time as this. God has called me here. I'm not moving until God moves me. God has a plan. He's got a purpose. He's got a design. And without a designer, you can't have a design. But God has made a design for us and each one of us on purpose, and it's specific. God doesn't do a general thing. Every person in this room has something that God has specifically said, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. You, over there, you need to do this. 
And you can't do what that person's called to do. That, you can't do what that person's called to do because if you try to do that, you're going to wear yourself out because it's not what you're trying to do. Remember in high school, everybody wanted to be like the cool kid? Right? Oh, you guys weren't cool? No? <laughs> Come on. We all, we all wore that. And it's funny. It, it came back. The, the, the shredded jeans. Right? The, the tattered jeans. And because and, we used to do that back in the day. I grew, uh, I graduated high school in 79. And back then they were, that was in style. Now it's back again. And my, I remember my dad, like, <laughs> I begged my dad for a set of jeans, Levi's. And this is back when we had one of those washers with the tub and the, and the roller. <laughs> and I, <laughs> he bought me these jeans and he, he had to save up to get me these jeans. I put them in the, in the, in the washer and I got a, Jug of beach, bleach. And I poured that in there. And so that way, because you want your, your jeans to, to tear, right? <laughs> he saw those jeans. He said, what did you do? <laughs> I said, dad, I got to be like the cool people. He said, I paid for those. I said, thank you. <laughs> but I was cool. I was cool. I was a coolie. I had hair like this, so that made me cool, right? But <laughs> ah. in the Amplified, First uh, Timothy 1.6, it says, this is why I remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God. If you don't use your gift, you're going to be very unhappy. Because the more that you use it, the better you feel. The more that you use it, the more confident you become in him because he's using you. So you're walking around thinking, you know what? I'm a minister of fire. Be like Barney Fife. These hands are loaded. And you're just walking around. Right? Shoulders back, head up. Got that Clint Eastwood squint. <laughs> it says, you keep, keep it burning, the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you. There's an inner fire in you. Sometimes our fire gets a little low, and we got to stir it up, right? And sometimes, you know, that's what friends are for. And, uh, you know, your friend sees you, okay, you know what, you need a little stir up. Yeah, be like Pastor Gary Bitely got that slap a lot in ministry. Come up there, bam! <laughs> you stirred up now. <laughs> so we go up to you. Oh, I think you need to be stirred up, brother. <laughs> you back off. <laughs> yeah, don't you touch me. Um, Psalm seventy-three, please, and it's going to be out of the Passion Translation. Psalm seventy-three, one. This is good. Cause you ever been discouraged? You ever been disappointed? Come on, frustrated or mad at God? Anybody that says no, they're lying. We'll cast the devil out of you because it's a lie. We've all been mad at God. Why God? When God? How God? What the heck, God? Are you for real, God? What? <laughs> it says, verse 1, no one can deny it. God is really good to Israel, and he's good to us. And to all those with pure hearts, 
we qualify. But I nearly missed seeing it for myself. And here's my story. <laughs> and has, we've all been there. I nearly missed losing it all. I was stumbling over what I saw the wicked doing. For when I saw the boasters with such wealth and prosperity, I became jealous over their smug security. Verse 4, indulging in whatever they wanted, going where, where they wanted, doing what they wanted, with no care in the world, no pain, no problems. They seemed to have it made. They lived as though life would never end. Verse 17, then one day, there's always one day. Thank you, Lord, for the one. It's all it takes is one day. One day, I was brought into the sanctuaries of God. One day, and the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. When you see who God really is and that he is for you and he is not against you, all of those doubts and unbeliefs and all those things that you've been questioning, gone. Why? Because he's there for you. The, in, in the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. Then I understood that the destiny of the wicked was near. Uh-huh. Verse 25. Who have, who, whom have I in heaven but you? You're all I want. Can you imagine? You start telling that to God. God, you're all I want. You are all I need. We used to do that song. You're all I want. No one on earth means as much to me as you. Lord, so many times I fail, fall into disgrace, but, but when I trust in you, I have a strong and glorious presence protecting and anointing me. There's a strong and glorious presence. Him protecting, anointing. Forever, you're all I need. Verse 28, but I'll keep coming closer and closer to you. Why? Because I need to get, the closer you get to the fire, the harder you get. Stay near the flame. I remember years ago, Pastor taught, yeah, I think it was Pastor was telling me about that. He took a piece of charcoal out of a, out of a fireplace and set it over here. What happened to that piece of charcoal? It went out. The flame was still there. Don't leave. Your fireplace. This is it. Don't leave. I'll keep coming closer and closer to you, Lord Yahweh, for your name is good to me. And I'll keep telling the world of your awesome works, my faithful and glorious God. The more you tell, the more you get. The more you tell, the hotter you get. The more you tell, the greater the anointing that's on you is going to come out of you. The more you do that, the more miracles will start to happen in your life. The more that you do that, you just, you get around people. The Bible talks about Peter. He just gets around people in the shadow. They come within the shadow of him. It wasn't his shadow that did the healing. It is, they came within his um, diameter, right? And you get around people. You don't have to say anything because, and I've done this a lot. I just stand by people. All of a sudden they change their attitude. Because I'm like that. <laughs> I like to get ha I'm happy. Right? Uh, I go to Gateway a lot. And, and the, the one, uh, <laughs> I, I seem to go to this, end up at the same cash register. And, and she says, I don't, have to, I don't have to ask you how you're doing. You're always happy. <laughs> when you start getting a reputation for that, people are going to know. 
And I've seen uh, the, on the other flip side of that, these people are going around thinking that they're holier than thou. And nobody wants to talk to them. I don't want to talk to them. <laughs> this is a get away from me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeremiah, I love this. Jeremiah 20, verse 9. <laughs> King James. Because he was, he was mad. And, and people get mad at God. We all do. Because he didn't come when we thought he was supposed to show up. <laughs> Let me tell you something. God will do. He will do. What is faith? Waiting on God, knowing that he's going to show up. Jeremiah 29, it says, then I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make mention of his name. I am not going to say nothing about Jesus. I'm preaching nothing. I'm going nowhere. I'm not going to church. I am not going to do nothing. You people get on my second set of nerves. I'm not talking to you. He said, I'm not going to make mention of him or speak anymore in his name, but his word. See, that word is incorruptible. That word is that. When you went to, to Sunday school and those Sunday school teachers put that word in you, it's still there and it's growing on the inside of you. He said, that word was in my heart like a fire, <laughs> burning fire shut up in my bones. What's that? The glory of God shut up in your bones. I was weary for, with forbearing. I could not stay. In other words, I couldn't contain myself. New Century says, sometimes I say to myself, I'll forget about the Lord. Forget him. I will not speak anymore in his name, but his message becomes like a burning fire deep inside me, deep within my bones. I get tired of trying to hold it inside of me, and finally, I cannot hold it in. And that's us. We can't hold it in. We can't stop this. You talk about confession. In Romans 10, 9 in King James, it says, you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're going to be saved. You will be saved. Right? This is what we're talking about. So you want to be, you want your fireplace? Well, build your fireplace first. This is going to do it. It says, for with the heart, one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made. We, God said, God said, God said, God saw. That is us. Amen? For the scripture says, who... Ever believes on him will not be put to shame. Everyone who believes in him will never be disappointed. That's what it says in the Passion. He, you will never, ever, ever be disappointed. And when you let the Lord Jesus be Lord of your life, do what he says. He'll lead you into things so great, things that you never thought possible. Being a Christian is not about what you eat or drink or don't eat or don't drink. It's rather, how can we, by our lifestyle, stir up righteousness, joy, and peace to edify one another? That's our plan. That's our, that's our mission. Edify one another. Build each other up to accomplish great things. It's about knowing that you are right with God and that you are, the righteous, you are righteous because he made you that way. People talk, well, yeah, he made me this way. Well, God made you righteous. That's the way he made you. <laughs> made, made in his image and in his likeness. I remember somebody said this. It's not the size of the fight Oh, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but it's the size of the fight in the dog. We got a fire raging on the inside of us. When you stir that up, Jerry Savelle said this, whatever God is asking you to do today, know for sure that you're well able to do it. You are well able to do it. Put your faith in the Christ in you, the Christ in you, the anointed one, and his anointing that is in you. 
causing you to do whatever it is he's called you to do. God is setting you up for success. Whatever you're going through has a time limit and it has a lifespan. So don't you quit and you position yourself to receive. Position yourself to receive. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.